Hi, Ron here and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Center at thebarackcenter.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning. Coming to you this morning from an undisclosed location, um, but out of Romans chapter 1 still. Going to read those verses we've been looking at again from a different translation, just to get a different sense of it, and then talk about Paul's understanding of faith. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it's written, the righteous will live by faith. So we said salvation on Friday was the, you know, the first really big idea in this passage. This is like the power chord at the start of the song. It's the introduction to the theme. Salvation, faith, righteousness. This morning, faith. Uh, I'm going to give you Paul's understanding of faith in, in 10 minutes. It's going to be good. Um, there are four main words, four main ways that faith gets used throughout the New Testament. Faith as faithfulness. So it's about keeping faith. It's about doing the right thing. It's about standing firm. That's one understanding of it. Belief, you know, just believing things. That's the most common, I guess, way we would understand what faith is. Uh, Paul tells the Corinthians, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then what you believe is a waste of space. Everything you believe is rubbish. So it's just beliefs. There's a way the word faith gets used, um, the faith, uh, the Christian religion, effectively, the, the body of teaching of the church, the practices and stuff that make us Christians. So the faith, you know, you're continuing on in the faith, you know, faith of our fathers, that sort of stuff. And the last one is, it's very similar to hope, you know, that indestructible hope for the world to come, this faith that there's the assurance of things hoped for, you know, that sort of faith. So they're the four big ways the phrase, get the word gets used. But I want to try to earth it practically for us and, and to try to get a handle on what Paul's thinking about and, and how this becomes useful to us. For me, the best way to understand faith is faith is an integrated world view. It's the world in which we live. Scripture says, Paul says, if anyone's in Christ, new creation, just everything's new. He's in a new, that person's in a new world. That person is a new creation. Um, there's this new world, the renewal of our mind, all this stuff. We did revelations on everything being made new and so on. So this new world that we come into when we meet Christ is what faith is. It's getting used to it. It's staking your existence on it. It's assuming it to be true at every point. So I'm assuming when I walk into a room that I walk in with Christ. I'm assuming when I walk into a dark place that light's going to shine. I assume when I walk into a place of pain or trauma, there's going to be some manifestation of healing. I assume that my sins are forgiven. It's not about me anymore. I'm good with God. God 
you know, Christ gave himself for me. You know, I'm, I'm good. So I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. I don't sit there, you know, anxiously wondering if I'm good enough for God. No, I can get on with it. Just stand up and move out. I don't wonder if the Holy Spirit is powerful in my life. Just is. And these are the, this is the worldview, this thing. Jesus has risen from the dead. He walks among us. His spirit is with us. And faith is where we simply buy that package completely. So <clears throat> the big pieces of my life, what I do professionally, where I live, who I hang out with, well, that worldview informs all of that. My values, how I express myself, that worldview informs all of that. The sorts of personal disciplines that I undertake, the ways that I choose to bring self-control into the equation, that worldview determines that. The next five minutes of my life today, ready for the intrusion of the Holy Spirit, because in that world, God is very, very active, like frighteningly active sometimes. So I've got to be ready for that. And when it happens, not to be shocked or surprised, but simply to agree with it and go with it, even if it's a moment that might actually change everything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's, I've got a whole bunch of notes here, but I sort of rambled and went through most of it right off the top of the head. Um, yeah, this is about a grace and love that won't let me go no matter what. So even when I find myself in really difficult, depressing, anxiety-ridden places, even when great loss or grief is upon me, even in illness or wherever I find myself, I will not be let go by God. That cannot happen. So I can go looking for God. Uh, those of that know me know we spend a lot of time in the 23rd Psalm. There's a table of good things in the presence of my enemies. I'm not going to get lifted out of the valley. I am going to get fed in the valley. So look for it. Believe it. Now, the only other thing that I just want to say, there's a gift of faith, a special spiritual gift, where in a moment you know what must happen. It's going to happen. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It happens from time to time. The more you grow in the exercise of this worldview <clears throat> of an invasive, intrusive God of great love, the more that gift of faith will operate. Where somewhere down deep in your gut, in your spirit, you will know the intention of God and you can agree with it and just receive it coming down out of heaven. I like Paul's summary. He talks to some people in Galatians and he says, you know what matters? Faith that makes its power felt through love. That's beautiful. Faith, this worldview that has power expressed in love. So faith, um, a little bit like grace. You know, we teach those four faces of grace, provenient grace, convincing grace, justifying grace, sanctifying grace. Faith is a little bit the same. It begins with receptivity, just, you know, Faith coming from hearing the word of God. You start to hear this stuff and the word of God comes to you and it informs you. And, and this word of God is, is not just scripture. It's, it's what God is saying to you. It moves on to some sort of mental ascent. Hmm, maybe that's right. It, it becomes tentative action. Somebody recently um, in one area of ministry said, well, figured we'd give it a crack and good things happened. And then ultimately... 
It becomes something we sell our souls to. It becomes total surrender. It becomes an integrated worldview. It, it becomes one of those things where we resolve all of those big you know, questions about the Bible and its paradoxes and, and crazy bits and everything. Just We go to that doctrine of God. Uh, for those who are there on Sunday mornings, what Jamie said, you start with who God is and everything works out. Faith is the knowledge of God. That's certainty. I know whom I have served. And nothing can move me from that rock that stands under my life. And that's what faith will ultimately do. Total surrender. Lost in the height, breadth, length, depth of the love of God. This is the faith that makes a person righteous with God. New world. New creation. New person. New mind. An integrated worldview. And once we come into it, we join a great company of others who are in this worldview as well. In it, we become fit ministers of a new covenant. We become a holy nation, a royal priesthood, a people set apart to sing the praises of him who would bring us into this marvellous world of faith. It's tangible. It's a certainty of things we can't see. It changes everything. And it makes us righteous with God. So come back tomorrow morning and we'll talk about righteousness. For now, let's pray for each other. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this uh, human perception faculty called faith. Father, thank you that there are things that we as people seem to just know. Thank you, Lord, that there is manifestly more to this life than this life. And Father, we want to pray for ourselves today that having heard the good news of Jesus ourselves, that we will throw ourselves onto it with absolute abandon. Christ is risen. Christ is here. Christ's spirit dwells in me. The angels of God go before me to prepare adventures. And into this world, I boldly walk with confidence and joy, knowing that all of the, the things that are wired into me, my need for significance, for validation, for community, for love, for contribution, all of these important human needs are going to get met and gloriously fulfilled as I give myself to this Jesus. So, Lord, give us, take us forward, Lord, on this journey of faith. Father, what, what Paul says is right. The best we can do now is see dimly. But we are changing from faith to faith. It's like we can get better at this. We can see more. The more we see, the more we want to see. So, Lord, just help us. Make us a people of faith. And, Father, in that, thank you that the byproduct is we become right with you. So, Lord, here's today. It's going to be great. We know Jesus lives in it. We know we live in Jesus. So it's going to be fun. In his name we pray. Amen. Bless you, folks. And tomorrow morning we're staying <clears throat> in these two verses and just going to grab hold of the idea of righteousness. So salvation, faith, righteousness. You've got to get those three bits if you're going to do Romans. Anyway, God bless. We'll see you in the morning. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode. 
And please, don't forget to sign up to the thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today. <laughs>